Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. What's after OP? Yeah, and it's pi. Uh, Oh, the Pi variant. Yeah, that sounds that like sounds quite like a nice a one to get. Well, obviously, if it's going to be, this is going to be one that kills everyone, then I regret saying that. But I like a bit of Pi. Hello, and welcome to the In for a Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. Hello, Joshua. Hello, Mark. You are. Uh, so Christmas and your tide is officially over. I think this episode is coming out at the end of January. So, um, my tide, your tide. Oh, I'm tired. Good. What? <laughs> I'm tired of your dad jokes. <laughs> um, what point in January? Let's be honest. We're recording this at the beginning of January, but it will go out at the end. But at what point in January do you stop wishing people a happy new year? Um, I think. I don't know. It gets a bit boring, doesn't it? That's. I think that's, once you've done it, once you've sort of, I think the first week back's fine. Then yeah. you're done. Yeah, okay. move on. What about you? Um, yeah, I think first week is good. It's quite good in emails now that they have this predictive texting that goes up. So you don't have to type the whole thing. It just good. you start doing happy, and then it says New Year. I haven't got that in mind. I think on Gmail it does that. I uh, we use uh, Outlook. Other email formats are available. Oh, happy new year to you, then. I'll throw that in quickly because I hadn't didn't do it when we first started, or did I? Don't know. You didn't. Happy New Year. I've done it twice now, so that covers 2023. Yeah, I'm not saying it back. Oh, that's nice. So um <laughs> yeah, so we decided that. And we're now um almost two years into this pandemic. That's still going on. Still happening, is it? Still happening. Because uh we're in the midst of this Omicron variant. That um say that again. The Omicron, of Omicron variant, which sounds like a transformer, but he is it's yeah. part of until, it. Until uh last night, I thought it was called Omicron. Yeah, that's been a bit of a and then I saw it on telly, yeah, as opposed to hearing it. I thought well, they changed the name. Mm. Do you know what the next one is called? Because they're they're announcing they're naming them all under the Greek after a Greek alphabet. Are they? So what's Alph- after OP? Yeah, and it's pi. Uh, Oh, the Pi variant. Yeah, that sounds like quite a nice one to get. Well, obviously, if it's going to be, this is going to be one that kills everyone, then I regret saying that. But I like a bit of pie. I don't yeah, want any a COVID pie. <laughs> it's important to stay safe, I think, and get vaccinated. Which brings me on to the subject of that I want to talk about. Unless you wanted to raise, and I'm going to raise one more thing before we go into the meat, the bones of this show. I'm going to. I'm I've got to give, to, I've got to give a to shout show. out. Don't let me forget before we go into the bones as well. Okay. Well, the bones is similar. It's similar to the main subject actually. But as football fans, I wanted to briefly touch on um, an issue that's affected many Arsenal fans uh, this week because we're due to play in the League Cup semi-final first leg. We were due to play on Thursday, which would have been tomorrow in present times, or the 
uh, 6th of January in past times. But that's been postponed. 2022. Because that's been postponed because Liverpool had too many players with suspected COVID. So not even confirmed, but too many players in their squad were suspected COVID cases. Um, so it was felt like it wouldn't be fair on them to they couldn't fill a proper squad. So it's been moved, which means many Arsenal fans who've maybe made plans or would have arranged to travel down or up now have, have had those cancelled and probably lost money on trains, etc. Um, I want to take you back to the beginning of the season when Arsenal played um, me back. Brent, Brentford and had a depleted squad with barely any, with a lot of first-team players missing and played a lot of young players. And were we, did we cancel? No. No, we didn't. So it seems one rule for Liverpool and one rule for Arsenal. And I'll also add that um, Liverpool have a game on Saturday, but they haven't, or maybe it's Sunday, that they haven't asked to be changed. It all seems a bit weird to me. I'm glad you got that off your chest. I feel better now. This isn't a football podcast, though, so you probably don't want to delve too much into that. What about um, the tennis? So, exactly. So, then, tennis is another sport, isn't it? That's right. So, Novak Djokovic, who, who I believe is a tennis player. Yes. He um, has... Only one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And he's quite vocal in his opposition to COVID vaccinations. He doesn't believe in them or he's worried about them. And a lot of sportsmen are worried about them because a lot of them are young and... They don't. We don't know the true side effects, and they're worried, I guess, about it limiting their career prospects because they do have short career yeah. timeframes. So he hasn't got jabbed, but he's managed somehow to get an exemption to play in the Australian Open, to yeah. travel to Australia and play. So he'll he's unvaccinated and he'll be playing in stadiums full of fans who've supposed to be vac- supposed to have been vaccinated. And in Australia, they've had very strict lockdowns and rules that have stopped people seeing elderly relatives and mixing and many haven't been able to travel for well more than a year and now you've got this tennis player who's going to be coming into stadiums unvaccinated grunting grunting sweating sweating, shouting yeah it just doesn't seem right to me I um, I I can uh, what's the word empathise with sportsmen I get not not because I'm a sportsman but I can understand the logic that their body is their, um, like the tools of their trade. So to put anything into their body, they'd be very nervous about. So I can sort of understand why they are unsure about vaccinations. Do they never drink or smoke? Well, the thing with drinking and smoking, you you know the impact it has on your body. And I'm sort of saying for them as a sportsman, Hmm. if they've only got... 10 years, 20 years to, to be at the height of their profession. The concern I'm guessing is that they put these drugs into their body and it's going to impact on their ability to do their job, to play their sports. I'm not saying I agree with it, but I can sort of understand their their thinking. It must be very difficult. Yeah, but they're sort of putting their personal feelings above the safety of, I don't know, their teammates and well, it doesn't really matter if you're a tennis player, their teammates and kind of fans their coaches, assuming they are vaccinated, the others are vaccinated, I guess. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Hmm. It is a tricky one. And that's why I thought it would be interesting for us to discuss how our own approach. Because for me... Before we do that, let me jump in. I've got to give a shout out I mentioned. Um, So my son, one of my sons, the eldest, went to his friend for a sleepover a few months ago. 
And I've got to give that boy a shout out. His name's Jamie. And yep. uh, my son said, whilst they were there, said, Alexa, play the In for a Penny podcast. Right. So they're, 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 they're lying in bed listening to the In for a Penny podcast. And now Jamie, whenever he can't get to sleep, he puts on our podcast to help him doze off. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I know if that's, fantastic. that's a nice or negative compliment. Oh, it's definitely an insult, but it's, yeah. uh, you know, now we've got two listeners, so it's great for <laughs> the listeners that are going out. So, Jamie, have a good night. Get back to yeah, sleep. get back to sleep. Um, so, as you were saying. So, um, during the pandemic, I've considered my kind of professional activities. So, when I've been invited out. You used out, to term professional loosely, don't you? But when, if I'm invited out to meetings or to parties or networking events, I'll kind of consider where they are, if they're outside how far I have to travel, the kind of safety of it, the COVID safety. And often yeah. I'll say I don't want to do it because I don't want to risk infections. And if it's particularly if it's close to holidays and I don't want to get pinged, that sort of thing. But it's also made me think about um, whether involvement with people who aren't double jabbed. And I don't want, and I know there's a risk here that you create a split society where you only see people who are double or triple vaccinated or whatever it is now and where those who aren't vaccinated are treated as outcasts part of me thinks that's unfair but part of me thinks well they've chosen not to do this but they're putting in my opinion their own and possibly my health at risk so should i socialize with them is that you're asking me to answer no because i'm going to get i think that's my broad theme so i want to ask yeah so let's start with because in financial products when you're um, looking for, let's say, an annuity when you come to retire, so you have an annuity which pays you an income for life, one thing you can get is an enhanced annuity, where if you're a smoker or you haven't got long to live, you can get extra payments because the idea is you're going to die soon, so you get a bit of extra money. I mean, that's a very simple way of explaining it, which is probably... No, well, that's a high level. <laughs> um, so could there be a point where if you're not vaccinated and you're putting your... your some scientists would say you're at high risk of infection. Should that be reflected in how ins- things like insurance are underwritten for you? Insurance and or like pensions? Good question. Um, because it's very new and I'm mm. not sure it's... So we're at the moment arranging, or, or not arranging, but we're getting some quotes for a client for annuities. Yeah. He, he has uh, various health problems. And he's got in his annuity about £100,000, in his pension, sorry, £100,000. And a standard annuity is going to give him maybe about £3,000 a year. But because of his health problems, he's he can have an enhanced annuity of about £6,500. Oh, sorry. He get about £10,000 a year from his enhanced annuity. So about three times as much because of his health problems. So what you're asking is if someone is not vaccinated, that means they're at higher risk of death and therefore should they be entitled to a further enhancement on their annuity? Yeah. And I think the question is we haven't really got, I don't think there's enough statistics for the annuity providers to work that out yet. So do they know that you're, what the actual 
statistics are, how more likely you are to die or how short your life expectancy is going to be if you haven't been vaccinated. Have you seen any of that information yet? Well, isn't that the whole point of this booster campaign? They're saying the only way of fighting the current variant or you reduce your risk of serious illness if you have if you're jabbed more if you've got these booster jabs yes so if if the um actuaries because they're the ones that sort of do all this and work out the numbers if they think that people that aren't vaccinated are more likely to or will have a shorter life expectancy then they should give you a higher annuity in exchange for that i guess the difficulty is you could fill in your forms today so I haven't been vaccinated, get your higher annuity, which is guaranteed for life, and then the next week go and get your vaccinations. Yeah. How would they monitor it? That would be pretty hard. Well, you'd have to be an out-and-out anti-vaxxer, or obviously there are going to be, be people with medical exemptions and reasons why they can't have the vaccine, but then they are technically putting themselves more at risk. So I don't know, maybe they wouldn't then need to, be eligible for an enhanced annuity or yeah extra protection and then i mean they don't ask the question have you been vaccinated but then they don't say have you had a a flu vaccine yeah because you could be you could you argue the same logic and say well you, you're less likely to get ill and die if you've had your flu vaccine so i think it's too soon into covid and as, as you said, it's almost two years, but in the grand scheme of life, I think it's too soon for them to say, right, people that haven't had a vaccination have a five-year five shorter life expectancy, at which point they could write it in. But I think it's probably too early to make a conclusion. Do you think they, Do you think it could come into it one day? I hope it doesn't, because I hope it, it's all going to die out in the short term. Yeah. But if we're still, if someone's listening to this in sort of 2042 and uh, we're still in, we've still got COVID going around, the Pi variant, yeah. um, then I think at that point it would be included in things. If Jamie Serby's still listening, you should probably go to bed. Um, what about other, what about mortgages? Because mortgage um, lenders will sometimes assess how your approach to your sort of lifestyle choices. Do you think something like that could come into it? No, I can't say it's got anything to do with mortgage because mortgage is based on your income, really, and your and your outgoings. So I don't think a COVID vaccination has got got any um, sway there. But where 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 you might have it is in insurance. Mm-hmm. So, for example, private medical insurance. You, are you more likely to need, if you haven't been vaccinated, you're more likely to, to be admitted to hospital and require the care and therefore to claim on your private medical insurance. So should they say premiums are going up for people without private medical, uh, sorry, without the vaccination? Mm. Mark, you that, keep disappearing and I keep hearing sorry. barking. There's Either a dog you put your wife that. under the table or a dog. <laughs> There's a dog. Okay. Um, would you say, what about for life insurance? Would that be the same, do you think? I think it's probably going to have be the same as the um, annuity, but where maybe it might have more standing in the short term is income protection, because they can confirm that you're more likely to be off work with health, yeah, because of COVID. We know that um, if you're ill, you could be off for a few weeks. So income protection, it could have an impact. Can you currently get 
pay, uh, payouts if you're isolating or if you can't work because of COVID under income protection? If you, the way, way income protection pays out is if you cannot do your job due to accident or sickness. So as far as I'm aware, isolating is not going to be something you can claim on. Um, but if you are ill because of COVID and you can't work, then you know you're in hospital, whatever. Then then it would pay out. But if you've had the chance to get vaccinated and haven't taken it, could an insurer insurer an insurer refuse to pay out on that basis? I don't think so, because when you took out your policy, you would have given all the information about your health, hmm. and unless they said in there you have to be vaccinated, then there's no reason why they wouldn't pay out. Okay, you could say the same with any sort of illness. That's preventable. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an illness that that you can have a vaccination for. Uh, measles. Hmm. I don't think it's that. As far as I'm aware, measles nowadays isn't that severe. But if it was something like that that kept you off for a month, yeah. As long as you answered the questions honestly, there's no reason why they wouldn't pay out. But if it was something that was ravaging its way through the population, and insurers were suddenly finding they were paying out loads of money, could it come to a stage where they? rewrite their policies yeah they could always, they could change their policies all the time they can't change it retrospectively so if you've got no. a policy in place that started a few years ago your your claim is based on the terms and conditions at that point in time but there's no reason why they can't say for future policies that people take out we have for example a pandemic exclusion now that wouldn't go down too well and people would probably stop using that insurer but no reason why they can't do that so you haven't seen that from any providers? I haven't seen it, no. There was, at the, at the start of the pandemic, there were a lot more questions from insurers about have you uh, had COVID, have you had time off and things like that. Hmm. But I haven't seen them sort of putting in pandemic exclusions. Yeah. The only the other area I haven't really seen it in yet is travel insurance. It'd be interesting if insurers start putting that in because I know well, some countries will say you need to be double vaccinated to enter. And I guess... I don't know if, if insurers put that into their policies as well, that could really scupper, scupper the anti-vaxxers and stop people. Well, they are, they are changing. A lot of insurers have changed their terms and conditions to do with COVID. I don't know exactly how they've done it with travel insurance, but if you have to cancel your trip, a lot of them have put exclusions in for that or specific things that allow it. Yeah. Um, so they are starting to do it. I think if you could do it if you specifically refer to COVID. I don't think you can, they can just say if there's a, pandemic i think you can relate it to this particular one okay um and what about you as a businessman as and as a workplace would you be happy or comfortable inviting someone in the office who is voluntarily because obviously people will have medical exemptions but someone who has decided they just don't want the vaccine are you happy to meet with them yeah i'm i'm not screening people who come in and asking them beforehand, have you had a vaccine or, or haven't you? Um, you hope that people are not going to come in if they know they've got COVID and explicitly risk other people's health. Um, I, I'm sort of at the stage now, like you said, two years into it, where I'm a bit bored of the whole thing. Um, I hope I don't get COVID and I don't get ill. But at the same time, I don't want to stop living my life uh, and be nervous about everything. That's not to say I'm going to start kissing strangers and 
trying to take on their germs, apart from the fact that my wife wouldn't like it. Um, but I'm happy to meet with people. I'm happy to go out. I'm happy to socialize and, and just don't take unnecessary risks. So yeah, people can come into the office. Uh, we don't ask them. We sit in the meeting room, usually try and open the window because you're supposed to have ventilation in places. Um, what about you? Are you going to meet people, newspapers, interviews, things like that? What are you doing? Well, when I've got, I'm, I'm going to places where I'm always testing first or you need, Going, yeah, going to places where you have to do a lateral flow test or uh, have evidence. For the other side of it, because obviously you're, you, you and I are hopefully sensible and we're going to make sure we're okay. What about if someone says to you, right, Mark, when you, we're going to do an interview or meet for a coffee. Mm. Are you saying to people, I'm only meeting you if you've had two vaccinations? Well, I haven't come, well, that's what I've been thinking and I haven't come across that yet, but I do honestly think I would ask because it's my safety. It's safety if, if I'm going to see... Well, my wife is clinically vulnerable or kind of grandparents, but why risk, like the person may not feel ill, but they may be asymptomatic, not showing yeah. symptoms. And so they could pass it on to me or others. And I don't know, it seems, I think when cases are high and when there's new variants coming through, I think it's a bit risky, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one to, to broach, isn't it? When you went to the, you've just come back from the new forest, haven't you? Is it good or do you prefer the old forest? <laughs> um, when you were out and about, like, mm. did you go to restaurants? Yeah. Did you sort of ask the people at other tables, have they been vaccinated? You're comfortable sitting in Yeah, well, I wasn't sitting right opposite them and chatting to them about pers- personal finance. Um, the, tables were, yeah, the tables were spaced out. Um, yeah, it's, I can see what you're saying, though. It's, it's a hard one. You can't. Yeah, you, you, when you go to football on now the delayed game, yeah, but, uh, the postponed game, yeah. um, are you sitting? You're going to be sitting in a mask, yeah. And I know and people around me probably won't. That's why I'm not sure gonna, if I'm definitely going. Yeah, so you got it. So and the people next to you might have not been vaccinated. Yeah. So I'm not sure you're 100 percent sure where you stand on the whole. Uh, no, and part market. of it is just to have a controversial podcast, and the other part is to. <laughs> I just think it's, a, it's an interesting subject because I think if yeah, I was yeah. going to go to meet someone, I couldn't really just sit there in a mask and chat with them because vocally and um, visually yeah, it doesn't really work. But at a football mm-hmm. match, I can protect myself a bit. Yeah, I've got a mask right. on and my big woolly hat. A big what? Woolly hat. Okay. Yeah. Um, most people come to who come in for a meeting will come into the office in a mask and they'll yeah. ask if it's okay to take it off. And I've had a couple of people that want to keep it on, but then 10 minutes into the meeting, they decide to take it off because the mask, the mask, correct. Yeah. Okay. Because not their big woolly hat. Yeah. It's uh, to have a conversation. I think you need to see someone's face. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about something as personal as their finances, you want to really know who you're talking to and be able to, to see someone. Yeah. What was that noise, Mark? That's a dog growling at me down here. Okay. <laughs> Um, good. Well, that may be all we have time for because I haven't got any more ways to offend unvaccinated people. Okay. But, um, yeah. Just to be clear, I think obviously if you have medical exemptions, that's that's fine. But I think people who are just doing it because they don't necessarily believe the science or they they don't believe there's a pandemic. I think that's more of a worry. Fair enough. 
Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Please remember, anything discussed in this episode shouldn't be taken as financial advice. But if you do need support, feel free to contact us on Twitter. You can reach me at Mark Schoffman and Josh at Josh Gersler. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Please leave us a review on your podcasting app. That helps people find us and lets us know you're enjoying what you hear. So thank you for being in for a penny. Penny.